May, your life is so interesting. You know everybody, obviously. We have so many questions. Oh my go, goodness. go for it, girl. <laughs> go for it. People are going to be writing about us for the rest of our lives for me, and after we're dead. So I intend to either confuse the issue so much they never knew what was going on, or to try and keep shoving out bits and bits. So as whoever is bothered to be looking at it in the future, the people that really know will sort out, you know, they'll know what was going on a bit. There's a lot of books about the Beatles, a lot of theories, and I try not to read them. And whenever I do, the first thing is like, oh, that's wrong. Everywhere you go, trying to find out any little bit of dirt that they can write about you. Beatles is Beatles, at Beatles, Beatles, Beatles. It doesn't matter, you know, what, what people say. You can't live all your life by what they want. Another Kind of Mind. A different kind of Beatles podcast by Another Kind of Mind. Hello, listeners. It was such an honor and a privilege to speak with May Pang. May is a generous but very busy woman. So, unfortunately, we only have one hour. Yeah, yeah, to try to wedge five hours worth of questions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was very hard to choose, especially as this was the first time we'd ever spoken. But we managed to discuss the new movie, The Lost Weekend, A Love Story, ask a few ACOM-specific questions, <laughs> And have a fun time. I think we struck a nice balance. We loved it. We love her. We love her. We love her. <laughs> Please enjoy our interview with May Pang. Hello. Today, ACOM is very proud to welcome to the show author, photographer, background vocalist extraordinaire, fashion icon and veteran of the music biz, Ms. May Pang. Hooray, welcome. My God. <laughs> it's all that. Okay. It's all true. It sounds wild. <laughs> I know. But it sounds so wild when you start saying it, you go, oh my God, really? That's me. Okay. <laughs> it's absolutely true. May, your books, photos, and stories have meant so much to fans of John Lennon and the Beatles everything we know about this period of john's life is essentially because of you your books loving john and instamatic karma provide such a real intimate and empathetic look at john and your life with john and we really feel they are invaluable to understanding this man i wanted people to see a different side of john mm -hmm. well yeah. props to you for owning the story and telling it your way well, it's taken, as I said, it's 50 years. You know, if you think about it, it's um, it's it's one of those things that I, I didn't, I set this, I, I started this in, in 2017. So oh, wow. look at where we are now. Yes. Yeah. If anybody thinks that this was an overnight thing, it, it wasn't in the making <laughs> of it. And it wasn't also, um, it was not a short time either because this started this year, 50 years ago. Yeah, this wow. whole story. That's right. Wow, but, fifty years in the making. Yeah, sounds like a is. real labor of love. You know, it was a misunderstood period of John's mm -hmm. time. 
my time with him. Um, I mean, I've read online, I mean, I've read comments where people said, I don't know why she's going on about this with John when she only spent a weekend with him. Oh, After a yeah. while, you go, oh, I better do something here. Absolutely. Yeah, what you went through from beginning to end was so remarkable. And to have it then branded as a lost weekend must have been very well, challenging. you know, it, it, it was, it, um, and you know, I've come to terms with it because I'm, that's why I'm changing the narrative. It's yeah. the lost weekend, mm -hmm. but a love story. And, and, and it, just to let people see what he, we had done during that time period, we did a lot of work. We did, we shared mm -hmm. a lot of, um, of interest together. Our biggest interest, of course, was music which of mm -hmm. course was his first love. And uh, we would talk about it and he would always say, how come you know so much? And they would say, what do you mean? Because <laughs> we were, remember we're 10 years apart, right? So yeah. mm -hmm. in age. And so he said, I don't understand how you would, you know all this. Like I, I mentioned, uh, I said, oh, one of my favorite songs is Angel Baby. And he looked at me and he went, oh, what do you mean? <laughs> that's mine. And I said, well, it's mine also. And he said, how do you know about it? And I, so I, I finally said to him, I said, look, you're getting music secondhand. I'm getting the music firsthand. So I'm seeing it before that's you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Wow. So I had it a little while longer. So, so yeah, he, he agreed. That's awesome. Know? And he was really very, um, which I really was surprised, but he was really, he took that all in. So um he was surprised and he would tell people may knows all about the music you can talk to her about it you know and it's like oh did they, okay did that's yeah did they, I mean, did they listen it, to that and then did they take him up on that did they talk with you after that or did they you know underestimate you yeah they underestimated me absolutely there's nobody i think everyone everyone uh underestimated me unless they knew me i'll tell you who really was um who was really sweet and always very kind. And that was because, and I met him when I worked there at, at APCO and Apple, and uh, he met me then. So when I met, uh, when I was with John, um, George, it was George Harrison, and he turned around and he said, I'm just glad she's with you. Nice. And, and then he looked at, at me and he says, I'm just glad you're with him. Yeah, because he, he knew you before. Yeah, he knew me before. You know, I was taken aback by that, you know, because you don't expect that. It, it warmed my heart. I was just mm -hmm. happy that John and George got together. Yeah. yeah. And that really was my, my thing. Yeah. Um, my whole time with him was always, John, look at everybody. You haven't seen these people in a long time. They're your friends, you know, yeah. and I wanted that. And of course, the, the main person, which you'll see is, is obviously you've heard about was Julian. And that mm -hmm. really um, uh, was a big thing for me. Yes. So when you see the movie, you'll, you'll understand even more. <laughs> yeah, we are so excited. I'm really excited to see also more of your photographs, ones we haven't seen. I love your photos. You really have a gift. I feel like oh, I'm you. You know, a nerdy, nerdy Beatles fan online all the time. And I feel like every time I see a photograph of John from that period that I'm like, wow, what a great photo. I'm like, it's May. It's May again. And Julian. All the good yeah. And of Julian. Yeah. That oh, photo Julian's that turned used. into some photographer. Absolutely. Yeah. I am so proud of him. So. <laughs> well, but your portraits used... of him are amazing. Yeah. 
yeah, you know, because his latest album obviously yeah. is uh-huh. um, is my photo. Yeah. It was funny when he, um, a couple of years ago, he says, by any chance, do you have any photos of me when I was young? You know? <laughs> and I, said, I said, well, you know, I got a few. Maybe you'll like anyone. I don't know. Yeah, here. So, you know, I sent them. Uh, he had never seen, he had never seen them before. Because after I, you know, developed, or developed them, it's not like now, you know, you can delete. Um <laughs> he, uh, I developed them. He was already gone, and I I never sent sure. it off to him, so I could put sure. them, you know, in my uh, in my collection. I love the fact that his his photographs of well, he lives in a nice area to to get some of those viewpoints that you see. Mm. Obviously, you know, um, he lives in Europe, and Europe has some gorgeous sights. Not that we don't have. We have to travel further away to, <laughs> sure. to get there. You know? We live in the city. I get right. the concrete jungle. <laughs> he gets the you know he gets the nice mediterranean look yeah right, it's, right. it's not ugly down there no <laughs> you know uh, i agree <laughs> even the worst doesn't look that bad to me it's true it's true You, of course, are in the very unique position of having spent time with John and Paul together in the 70s. And you're one of the very, very few people who can say that. So your observations are truly invaluable. And we are really excited to ask you about them. Okay. So let's uh, start in New York. We'll just kind of skip around. But um, Okay. So Paul and Linda were semi-regular visitors to your... Uh, New York apartment, the, the the apartment that you and John shared, I, I think it was East 52nd. Second, 52nd. Yep. yep. Um, I don't think that you knew Paul and Linda at all before 1974. That's right? No, you know, no, I, okay. I didn't. And um, what was really funny was just before I got the job at, at uh, APCO, Apple, um, I was walking down the street in my area where I, uh, where I was living. And I see this crowd, not a big crowd, but a, a crowd of, of people around these people. And I couldn't see who it was. I said, who's over there? They said, oh, it's Paul McCartney. And I said, what? <laughs> so I go running over and I said, oh my goodness, it is him. So he's signing autographs and I'm going, I have nothing on me to ask him for one, nothing. So I said to this, this guy, do you have anything I could use? And he pulled out a, you know, somebody's card or whatever, and he gave it. He goes, "Use this." <laughs> he just signed his autograph, you know, gave me his uh, what it's John Hancock, whatever the saying we use, yeah. and he gave it to me. I have it to this day, but it makes me laugh because he would never know it was me. But right. I just remember, just like a couple of months before I got the job there, there I was. Did so you ever it, mention that to him? No, I never did. Oh. Um, <laughs> millions you know of of people uh, asking for an autograph so he would never remember but he sure, might yeah. re- he would remember the area because the area of new york city was uh where he was staying i believe it was linda's sister's apartment and you know where they were staying oh, yeah. for a while in that upper sort of upper east side area in the 80s and um and i lived close by there so it was just funny I guess maybe it was things to come, you know, you just sort of say, oh, 
<laughs> things uh, happen for a reason. So that was really the the first time I met him, but didn't know him. Yeah, and so I finally did meet Paul. It was is quite interesting. So, what was your impression of him and of Paul and Lynn as a couple when you, you know, first started to get to know them? You you know you could see the dynamics of the two, and you could see the the personalities of the two. Um, Linda and Paul, they they were a couple, you know, and they they were I I've known um having met Linda when he, she was in the first time oh. uh when I was with John and then as time went on I met her later when I was married to my mm -hmm. uh, ex-husband now but uh record producer Tony Visconti who had done work he created all the orchestral arrangements for Band on the Run so he knew Paul and Linda differently again mm -hmm. and we were invited uh, when I was married, uh, Linda, when I saw them, because Linda goes, oh, my goodness, I was always wondering what happened to you. <laughs> he goes, I'm glad you're married and it's to somebody we know. And it, she was very sweet. And uh, they were the ones, you know, I, I finally told Paul, I said, you know, I don't know if you realize this, but um, John and I, before we split, we were talking about coming down to New Orleans after you came by to visit us in uh, in New York. And, you know, and I know Paul, yeah. you know, Paul's always polite and he'll always go, yeah, sure, sure. You know, is that, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, fine. Doesn't mean it, you know, you just sort of go, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. Did, you, did you get the sense yeah. he like, he thought you were just being nice when you told him that or? Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yes, that's what I mean. You know, it's like being nice. And, you know, what proof did I have to say, you know, John and I were going to come down outside of me saying it to him, probably thinking, oh, sure, you guys were going to come down to New Orleans. Well, I think it was like maybe a, a how long was it? maybe a, a month later or whatever it was. No, mm -hmm. it was it was a few months later. That happened in London. Now we're in New York and I get this invite. This is Poland would like for you to come to the um, party they were having. You know, they celebrated Buddy Holly. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time they were doing it in New York, the party. And I said, okay, fine. So we'll, I said, yeah, definitely we'll show up. And um, we get there and they come, I mean, it was packed. The place was packed and he's coming through the door and they spot me and I'm just standing there and they come over and they go, hey, you know, I said, Paul, that was so kind of you to, to invite me, you know, to this thing. And Paul goes uh, to Linda, did you tell her? <laughs> you know, Linda's like, tell her, I just arrived the same time you did. So how did I get a chance to tell her? You know? So he goes, I said, tell me what? He goes, well, you know how Derek Taylor is. You know, I said, yeah, I know Derek. You know, he goes, he's always doing something. Well, he was selling um, some of his artifacts, his memorabilia. And I said, oh, okay. And he said, in it was a postcard. And the postcard was from John saying oh. how he would, how, he was thinking about coming down to New Orleans. <laughs> Same thing. Wow. You know? It was the verification. Yeah. Did, How weird is that? Did Paul buy the postcard? He must have. Um, I, I hope he, he I hope he I has. It. I uh, hope I he hope did. So too. That is so but yeah. Amazing. Right. You know what so, I'm saying? There's always I always believe there's a guardian angel somewhere. That's lovely. So I remember reading about that. Um 
and I believe you said when you when the first time when you went up to to Paul to tell him you know we were coming to New Orleans um, you told him I just wanted to let you know that John really loved you and he said yes. oh I know oh I know that so yeah what made you say that because I because I think towards the end he didn't see them as often as when I was around mm -hmm. and I did not want um him to ever think that it was anything different like oh same old John you know yeah he he, he buggered off on me you know and he he's not around and I didn't want him to think that he didn't care that John didn't care for him or didn't like him remember there was all that animosity business-wise yeah. so I yeah. didn't want that to be the thing so I was very you know if I could give a message I I will you know especially if it's a positive one especially to his quote brothers you know I don't want them to go away without thinking that he did care for them yeah yeah and how did you how did you know like how did you feel confident saying that that John loved Paul oh I had more many conversations with John about each and every one of those guys <laughs> yeah so I was confident nice you know? We spent time with them. We spent time with Ringo in LA. We spent time with George in New York. Um, you know, he would tell me how he felt in each case. Yeah. So oh. there was there was no doubt in your mind. Oh, not not one iota. Great. That's great to hear. Yeah, I remember Harry Nelson being asked sort of a similar question and saying he's like yeah I I, I was close I was close-ish with John for with John for a time but his his real friends were always the other Beatles it's always true I mean you know even though it was business and they but only they yeah. it's like if you have sisters or brothers you know yeah. you can't talk about my my siblings only <laughs> I can yes I can tell them to go away you know yes. I, I can tell them that for, you know that they're worthless or whatever you know but as you soon can. as you do yeah that it's that it's yeah the minute on. somebody else outside of your circle who do you think you are you know yeah right. so <laughs> so that's really what it was but he he cared for each and every one of them when George was in town to do the the dark horse tour and mm -hmm. it wasn't going very well um John said do you want me to you know do you want me to come on stage for with you you know, he yeah. offered me, so um, it, it was one of those type of things. So yeah, do yeah. I feel confident? Absolutely, no two ways about it. Great, great. And, and uh, speaking of uh, uh, George, I also remember you writing that after George's concert, that John and Paul both went to the after party of of George's concert, and that they all talked and hugged and made it up. Oh yeah. Well, there was a there was a little uh, hiccup on on our end because we were dealing with we were supposed to go there, you know, um, to the to the show, but John didn't sign the um, the dissolution agreements. Yeah, yeah. And so, not doing that, everybody was like, "What now? Why why isn't Lennon signing? You know, that type of thing." <laughs> yeah, and everybody was angry, except that the <laughs> following morning, Paul came by, and said. Okay, what's wrong? Why didn't you show up? You know that type yeah. of. Thing. <laughs> um, was he angry? So, yeah. 
no he was actually saying we like to know why and yeah if we could help let's let's work this out with this close you know that type of thing mm -hmm. and so john said you know we're going to go see uh lee tonight and you know linda said oh i always like when somebody's going to go see my father you yeah. know to talk it over um it was a quite an interesting conversation business-wise so neil uh john and myself went off to this meeting it's not it's kind of funny because i'm always in these meetings <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> you yeah, didn't you know, ask to I'm be in, in. <laughs> right yeah you know and, and not only that it's all these as someone put it yes you know i you know i don't think about it but I'm in all these important meetings that change history of all sorts. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, I get, I guess, you know. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm in it. And Julian was in. Julian went to to the show with um, Hillary, who is uh, um, Ringo's business manager, and <laughs> um, and so he went off. He went off to, to see the show. And he had, he had a great time because we were leaving shortly thereafter uh, the next day or so. We were going down for our uh, Christmas holiday Disneyland. down in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. No, Disney, Disney World. Disney World. Like World. <laughs> Pardon me. Yes. Got to make sure we got it right. Disney World Polynesian uh, Hotel. And, and yes. it's funny. Everybody's looking up. This is where they stayed. And this, I said, no, I John and I did not stay in a, in a hotel room that opposite of a door that people can come in and out that when you open the door, there's people there. Mm. And the uh, second of all, it was, um, I remember us being in the middle of the, of the hallway. I, you know, I can't remember it now. We're, we're talking like, you of know, course. 50 years ago. What are we talking? 50, right. Yeah. 49, 50 years ago. But it um, wasn't the Polynesian, right? No, no, that it, it was definite. It was a Polynesian. Oh, great. That part it, I remember. It's just now with what room we're in is another story. But I do yeah. remember we're not <laughs> we're not at the end of the hall where opposite is a door that people can walk in and out. We were not on the main floor where we had um a whatchamacallit, a a uh, patio. We definitely did not have a patio. It okay. was just a um suite. So you were on the upper level. The upper level right yeah we were on the upper level. yeah yeah <laughs> definitely upper level definitely <laughs> not on the low because i remember us getting off the um the, the the monorail the tram yeah 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 that monorail thing and it's funny the, the, this was a funny story because it was um we were with um people like morris levy and his son yes. and um and and then it was me and john and julian and I was sitting opposite and there was a, you know, sitting behind me, right? I started giggling and he's going, what are you laughing at? You know, he's whispering, what are you laughing at? And I, and I tried to be discreet and I leaned over and I said, you know, cause I, we were laughing pretty loud after I told him, <laughs> I said, the people behind me know that there's a beetle in, in Disney world. And the kid goes, dad, who is it? Which one? He goes, I think it's George. <laughs> and we're sitting right and i told that to john he just burst out in laughter and i guess we disturbed the the train that the, the car we were in and the guy turned around and gave us a dirty look and he didn't even realize it was john. Oh, that's funny yeah i love the whole idea of john at disney world did he enjoy it did he have a favorite ride we need to know yeah we need to know oh god he liked a lot of the rides good and one thing like we didn't do um like um anything that 
involves spinning. You know, like the okay. uh, same. You know, I that, hate it. The teacups. Uh, that, yeah. Oh, God, oh the no. evilest ride. Yes. Oh my God, no! <laughs> I remember because in Disneyland, uh, Julian's first time over in uh, in Los Angeles, he wanted to go on the teacup. Mm-hmm. And I looked at John. Looked at me. And I looked at, <laughs> at me. I'm not getting on that ride. And he goes, well, I'm not getting on the Sweet ride too. either. So we both turned around. And we go, Mal. <laughs> Big Mal. Because come over. We need you. You're going on that ride. We're not. I got, uh, oh, smart I people. I, smart no, people. No, no. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I've been on rides in um, in Epcot and all those where. It's a simulator where you think yeah. you're going off into space. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'll never do that again. Yeah. I don't know. Have you have you been on that one? I uh don't yeah. fare well with the, it's like zero gravity and you're, oh, you're no. still like you're ready to you're you're ready to go somewhere else. I, you know? I don't even Certainly. try anymore. Yeah. No, I get I get motion <laughs> no. sickness as well. Yeah. Yeah, the motion I never thought I would. Oh my God. You know, I don't mind roller coaster ride because I'm going forward. Yes, still be yes same. Mm-hmm. Anything that's that's going to make you feel, I was not sick. I was yeah. not for a while. For a <laughs> while. I, I came out and I went, I said, Where's my favorite drink? Where's my Coca Cola? I need it quick. <laughs> that's right. So that's Coca-Cola. what you see when you see those. Yeah. <laughs> when you look on the table and you see the bottles of Coke, you know who it belongs to. It's me. <laughs> I'm always so impressed. Just thinking that you were sober the whole time is just amazing to me. Like, how did you have the patience and tolerance for all of these wasted people? And I know, sober? isn't it? Um, it's it's weird. Uh, John actually liked the fact that I was sober, obviously. Well, sure. Uh, but yeah. I got to tell you, you know, it's nice to to have a drink and be mildly and you know, don't, yeah. people don't think I've not, you know, out there that, that I haven't had a drink. Of course, I remember when I was younger, I tried, it, I got really drunk, and I went, oh, I didn't like the feeling. I didn't mm. like that that feeling. So for me, mildly, uh, you know, is fine. When I see people out of control, I think it's stupid. Then yeah. I, I say, then what are you, what are you achieving here? You don't mind being a little bit uh, mildly high on that on on alcohol, but yeah. I'd rather take that money or, or drugs. I'd rather take that money and buy a nice outfit, have a nice steak dinner or whatever yes. type of dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I get more pleasure out of that. That's another thing that's so valuable about your books and your um, statements is that, you know, another thing that went along with the quote unquote Lost Weekend branding is that John was just in a stupor the whole time. And that's not so. He was very productive. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you and know, reconnecting keep... with relationships. Absolutely. The thing that they keep, um, and I always say this, I said, when you see a copy, Harry Nielsen gets drunk. John Lennon gets drunk. Who do you think they're going to put on the cover? Mm, right. right. Mm-hmm. Who's going to make yeah. the most noise? Yeah. So going to be happy. And even if you put Ringo, who's going to make more more noise? It's always going to yeah. be John. It is. Yeah. Um, 
And so that's where it came from. But when they, when I keep reading the same three times that, you know, he got drunk over the course of a year and a half, I said, you really think, you got to think about that. You're reading yes. the same thing about the troubadour. I said, yes, we went there a couple of times. Yes, we got unruly. Yes, it was whatever. Yeah. But we didn't do this for a full 18 months. <laughs> right. So that's what they wanted. To, and you know, that's a party line. And I, I think exactly. that exactly. me, it's, I have to, I have to correct it when I can. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, cause after a while, you know, there's only so much, how many more times can you say we were at the Troubadour, you know, and say he got drunk and which right. time is it? That's why after a while, when people kept saying it to him, he just said, it's a lost weekend. You know, it was like, he, he was so, uh, he liked to use, um, different metaphors, you know, for things. And he was a big lover of film. You know, he loved watching Yeah, there's a Ray Milan movie. Oh yeah, and if you have most people of today, younger set, you go the Lost Weekend. They go, do you know it? And they'll go, what's that? You know, yeah. What what movie right. is that? So they wouldn't know that. You know, it's a great um, movie. I, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really an insidious branding because it not only makes it sound like obviously it makes it sound like one weekend, but it's also it's just so dismissive of the entire period. You know, it's true. That's why I said when I made this movie, this documentary, yeah. it is to clear up a lot of the the um, misconceptions myths that, yeah. that have gone out there. Um, and I needed to do that. And I, you know, and, and a lot of the people that have seen it, they go, oh, my God, I didn't realize it was like this. Or, yes. Or, you know, and so now it's it's the time. Now I want people to see it. Now I want them to understand this is not that type of thing everything is you know what is it the the chinese whispers you know you start with once one one line of something by the mm -hmm. time it ends up somewhere else that yeah has nothing to do with what you started a lot of the people that have said oh i remember john was always drunk and i was i'm going no you don't around no, you maybe <laughs> once. Yeah. yeah you know so right. i i even have people now saying they were uh with john and he was so drunk they they used to throw him in the back of their car and i'm going and someone asked me that and i went honestly i don't remember him ever being there and they yeah. weren't i mean i've had more people say that they were at a place with us uh more time <laughs> i said but they've never been with us i don't know yeah. where where is this everybody wants to be in that moment and yeah it irks me i have to say it does irk me I bet it should. Well, I'm so glad that you are getting this opportunity to, you know, for the people, for those people to see on the big screen, you know, what it was really oh, like. Oh, I that can't must, wait for you to guys feel... to see it on the, yeah, the big screen yes. will make it Yeah, that Very must be exciting. so like vindicating for you. Yes, you know, when it, 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 I can't wait to see it on the big screen myself because I've seen it on a smaller oh. screen. Um, I've seen it on a, TV set. Yeah. I've seen it. I mean, I've, <laughs> had, laptop. I've had friends. Yeah. I've had friends where they said, Oh, I saw it when, you know, when it was out in Tribeca for a limited time. And they saw it. I said, Oh, how did you see it? They go, On Streaming. my iPhone. Yeah. No, on the iPhone. The iPhone? <laughs> Your phone. You really? You know, and it really just, you know, you won't get the feel of it. And then being in the theater, this movie's made uh, in 4K. It was put together in 4K. Nice. And it was, yes. 
and the sound is 5.1. It's, so you're going to get I'm a psyched. real lovely big sound. Yeah. So Beautiful. it's not Beautiful. like, it's not tin. And hopefully that theater will carry 5.1. You know, not every theater does, but it will be better than a phone or an iPad. <laughs> For sure. But, I mean, the phone, yes. the phone really got me. I don't think so, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So we talked a little bit about the New Orleans story, topic, yes. talking about the postcard from Derek Taylor. So can we ask, one of the most puzzling stories in Loving John is how John was genuinely very excited to go and visit Paul in New Orleans, but then he totally reversed himself dramatically mm. after spending a weekend at the Dakota. You said John was suddenly very negative about Paul in a way that was... I mean, it seems like a way that was just very strange and confusing to you. What what do you think happened? Well, all I can tell you is that weekend was tough because he wasn't supposed to spend a weekend at the Dakota. Hmm. Um, oh. No. <laughs> it was, Yoko had called up to say she had a method to help him quit smoking. And mm -hmm. it involved uh, some hypnosis and whatever else. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, your gut feeling and you say, I don't, I don't like this. You know, mm -hmm. there's something, there's something that's happening and I know it's not going to be good. Yeah. And, um, and that's really, and then she insisted that John come that day. And he turned to me, he says, and I wanted him not to go. And he said, listen, let me just go. Cause Yoko's very, um, was always insistent about something and instead of arguing with her just do it and just forget it you know mm -hmm. and I want people to understand John John knew uh John also saw Yoko and and so did I throughout the time that we were together it wasn't right. like as if she you know because a lot of people think that John never saw her never talked to her. she called us anywhere up to 20 times a day it was just oh my word phone call after phone call of nothing you know, and so, you know, just wanted to check in, want to say hello, you know, whatever it was. Keep you know? tabs. So that's what, yeah. Yeah. And it was yeah. uh, so, and the, the big myth to me was also the fact that when people say, oh, he went back to the Dakota after the Elton John concert, which oh, obviously yeah, yeah. that did not happen. If anybody right. actually reads time, time frame of anything, you'll right. see that, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Well, that's but, another triumph of PR. <laughs> yes. On their part, and, yeah. You know, I walked away with nothing, so I didn't. Uh, I didn't go in for that. So, uh, so I just, you know, I can only rely on truth, and that's what this is. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you, May, and you. Th there may be no answer to this question, but um, I know that prior to that last visit to the Dakota. Um, you and John were looking at buying a house out True. in Long Island. Yes. And and you were planning to go visit Paul in New Orleans. Right. So my question is, if this was a moment where Yoko was emphatically deciding to pull a plug, do you think it was it had to do 
with either of those things or both of them or oh it's a combination of all of those things yeah mm. absolutely that's i that's what i feel and that's mm -hmm. only coming from me you know that um you know john wanted to go and write with paul as he said to me mm -hmm. did i think it was a good idea yeah gee i wonder what i would have said right um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, you know, and, and that was that and, and buying the house, we had gone to see it. We even took Julian out, out to the island to, to check yeah. it out. So you don't, it's not something you turn around and say, oh yeah. And we even took the uh, his lawyer with us. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's not like as if, oh, we, we would talk and nothing, we never yeah. saw. Yeah. So we did see. So there was a lot of different things happening and, um, just took the turn it took that's just the way life went yeah so she definitely would have known about the house and oh i think you know john was in um always told the truth so yeah. you know when she found out you know it's like the other thing is like uh when when he was performing out in um uh in madison square garden I actually, when she, I got on the phone with her, I said, oh, by the way, I want you to know that John's performing. I'm the one that told her. Right, right. right so right. it's not like as if, oh, came out of nowhere. And I think I read somewhere where she kept saying, I didn't know John was performing. Yeah. Well, I can't see her asking for Elton John tickets for no reason, you know? Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and then complaining about her seats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> she needs to get real close to elton <laughs> yeah so you know there was a there's a lot of different things and there's a lot of um circumstances that that happened and you know yeah um, and you know i when they they talk about it as if they had never seen each other we right, saw right, we right. were at the we were at certain events together yeah um you know yeah it's just never been reported and we right, don't right, say right. we don't call up the press to say, oh, guess what? We're going over to right. visit each other today. You know, so but it we they spoke to each other every single day. Right. Clearly attacked all the time. So. Exactly. So there's clearly a public version and then a real version. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, Something that I think is is not well known is that John reached out to you again in 1980. True. Well, in the yeah. five years that we were apart, I did see him a few, uh -huh. quite a number of times actually yeah. uh, during that. But then there was a point where I think he lost track of time because I said to him, I said, do you remember the last time we talked? Because mm -hmm. was it, you know, a year ago? And I would say, yes. <laughs> Mm. I mean, you know, but he would lose track of time wherever he was at. Okay. And yes, uh -huh. he called me. Uh, I had just come in with my friends. We had gone shopping and it was Memorial weekend. You know, you can't pass up a sale. Uh, and, so, <laughs> uh, and so we were all coming home and I pick up the phone. And I went, hi, hello. And I, all I heard was, hi, May. And I just went, John. So now one of my girlfriend's husband 
is named John. And mm. she's pointing to herself and I'm going, I'm shaking my head. And so somebody <laughs> else checked me and I'm shaking my head. And then finally they left, they let, they each left my apartment because we were supposed to still continue on, uh, you know, partying over there for the weekend here. Uh-huh. And uh, I was on the phone with him for an hour and a half to two hours. And he was calling me from Cape Town, South Africa. Uh, my girlfriend actually called her husband and said, did you, are you trying to call or is that somebody else we think, you know? Because <laughs> I'm not calling. Because why would I be calling May? <laughs> right. Say, I'm just checking. So they knew and then they just slowly left me alone. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. So Do you have wild. any idea what he was doing in South Africa? Uh, he said to me that it was one of the things where Yoko did her East meets West trips again. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And, you know, if you know the, the scenario, it's always, yeah, okay, it's John has to go east meets west. She never goes. It's always, you know, it's always and that's like that's a leaving. Right. And that's like a sort of superstitious, it, like, numerology only about directions of travel. Is that right? Yeah. And that's one. And also that was her way of being able to have him not around. Right. Right. Yeah. So she sort was just like. Convenient. Getting- getting rid of yeah. him for the weekend or something yeah, things like that but it wasn't for a weekend it was a little longer than that but you know huh that's a very that's a very far away place to send him well you know i guess he chose where i don't even know yeah um, yeah you know i don't know why i guess he always wanted to visit there so i guess mm. he made the you know, right. with, you know <laughs> he might have um so it's it's kind of interesting. Where do you want to go? East meets west. Let's see what what city haven't I gone to? You know, right, you travel right. around, get to that spot. So um, you know, I was very surprised when he called me, and you know, he said, "I sent you a postcard. I'm wondering mm. if you if you if you would know it came from me." Mm. And you know how he used to write my address was like he would give the street number. He didn't have the house number. He would have the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and it still got to me. And it still yeah. got to you. Wow. It's, it's kind of interesting. You know, you look at it and you go, yeah. well, they obviously know who I am because it yeah. got to me. That's wild. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, I'm so glad it did, though. Yeah, so am I. The, yeah. the card was basically what he used to do. Um, <laughs> he loved to get, whenever he got uh, any cards or anything from friends or, or fans or anything, he would take the cards if he thought they were really nice. He would take them, cross out the message to him, and then write the, write over it. Just it's re-gift it. It's a re-gifted card. Yes. Oh, how funny! Yeah. What a weirdo! You, you, you know his handwriting in the. Of course. Like, oh God! And I, you know it's really funny because I'm wondering if you would know it was me. Uh, who else would send that right (laughs) you know and i said okay of course the next day the card gets in i said oh well john i think i do know especially when you cross out the name john lennon right right (laughs) international man of mystery yes (laughs) oh my goodness that's so funny and so in in 1980 (laughs) according to you know several sources carl perkins and also jack douglas the producer John and Paul were in contact in 1980, 
and John was actually making plans to visit mm. England. Did he talk to you about that at all, or did you hear about that? I heard about it l later, not not ah. uh, not when, during our time. Uh -huh. He never mentioned that. Yeah. Um, but I always wanted him to catch up with his aunt Mimi. Yes. Um, yeah. Which I did actually at one point. Oh. Uh, I went to see her. What was your impression of her? Strong woman. And, you know, like everybody said, they, he loves strong women. This woman yeah. reminded me of my mother, you know, where, you know, they forge ahead. But she um, she wrote, I, I have one of her letters, actually, that she wrote to John. And it was amazing to look at this letter because it's like five, six. I don't know if you, years ago, they had those, uh, what they call airmail uh, uh, stationery, which is a lightweight. Yes, yeah. Right in. And there were like five to six pages. And she wow. wrote, yeah, and she wrote them out longhand. Mm -hmm. And I'm reading this going, oh my God. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, if you were doing fonts, you know, we have an average of 14, it, hers was like 10. And I'm like, Sarah, <laughs> and, and she's writing it and, and it's all neat, neat, wow. straight across. I write and it starts to tear off going, you know, sideways. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, it was just neat. And it's like six pages. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, their relationship is very interesting for for many, it, many reasons. Well, you know, and I understand where it was coming from. She, you know, Mimi wanted a child. Um, yeah. Julia couldn't do it at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, and I say it at the time because um, it, it's... You know, his both his mother and father were too young to deal with a young John, mm -hmm. and yet, and yet later on, I find out, you know, Julia uh, is with this man, and she has a few more kids. Right. So, that's uh, that's that's where it comes down to, and John doesn't know every. I think she had three. Yeah. Daughters, I think mm -hmm. it was right. Mm -hmm. One set of. Twins, right? Julia and um, and Jackie. Yeah, Julia and Jackie. And then, and, and then there's one other one that she gave away. That yeah. she gave away. So obviously John wouldn't know. You know, I know yeah. everybody's saying, "Oh, you know, he should." How would he know? You know, he was young. He was young himself. Of course, you just course. know what people tell you at that age, yeah. right? You know, and, exactly. and on top of that, I think it's not it's not for us. You know, it's really mom. How is he supposed to know? Yeah. If she, especially if she gave her away, how would he know? So it's it was just a lot of those little things. Um, and yet, Julia and Jackie, uh, they you know the mother and father were not married. And the right. what's the the weird part is John's father and mother, they were a couple. They really were married, and he right. is a, you know a, a son, a legit son, you know. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, that's true. And yeah. I, I felt bad. And family dynamics are, yeah, very difficult. And there are no black and white. It's a lot of grays. Yeah, yeah. And that is, it's so so much gray out there. It's 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 scary because uh, you can't say everything's all this way or all that way. I guess I I get into that little snit when I talk to people and they go they get all this righteous and I said really. Until it happens to you, you won't know the difference. You know, you can't. Yeah. Every person is different. Every. We know that 
uh, during this period with you is when John and Julian made great strides in their relationship. Also, you've spoken about how you had an absent father and how you drew on that experience to help John trying to get together with Julian. But we also know that John was very self-critical about his parenting. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell you, he used to yeah. say to me, he he actually said to me, and I told this to Cynthia later, he said she did a fine job in raising Julian. Oh. And I don't know if Julian knows, but I did tell Cynthia. And that oh. was something that, um, yeah, it was, he, we turned, I turned around and I said, yeah, you're right. I was glad that he got that. In the movie, you'll you'll realize I I do give closure to I, I do get to get John and Cynthia closure so they mm. uh, they finally because all those years when um, even though no matter what happened um, they were split and they divorced they didn't have the closure they didn't see each other right and when uh, they got together when they came over to California uh, that was the first time he had seen her in many, many years. It was good because after that, he was able to talk to Cynthia. And this is only during my time with John that he was able to talk to Cynthia. Right, yeah. Without feeling guilty. Uh, they could actually have a full conversation about people that they both knew. And John would say, oh, he goes, oh, send her, yeah. You're going out with someone. So, oh, send them my love, you know, things like that. Where yeah. before it was like, I wish she wasn't coming. And I said, you can't say that. You haven't seen your son. Yeah. You know, I would make him understand what the reasonings were, you know, and what reasons that he couldn't ask for something like that. You know, why Cynthia had to be there or right. as the other parent. And he got it. And then afterwards, um, Cynthia was able to also, you know, let Julian come over with, you know, under supervision, obviously, to come over without her. So it was good. Wow. May, you know, you're a really good person. <laughs> I gotta say. Oh, I, you know, I don't know. Some people would probably say not. I don't know, <laughs> you know. But it, it was um, it was one of those things, you know, that meant a lot to me, and I'm glad. And, you know, Cynthia and I were best friends with each other. <laughs> Yeah, no, I seriously, it, it sounds like you, I mean, I'm whatever, I'm sure you have your bad days, but it really does sound like you're working in John's best interest all the time. Well, and you know, like, when you, yeah, but you tried very hard when you see what goes on, you know, he couldn't go out, he couldn't do this. I worked for them and I saw things that, you know, that didn't yeah. sit right with me, but I couldn't say anything. It's not my household. Yeah. Sure. But when it was my household, I could say, right. something, you know, so that's. <laughs> That's how it worked. At 23. That's so impressive. Honestly. Thank you. And I, I credit that with my mother because she's, you know, when you're, you're, a lot of people don't realize, you know, my mother uh, was living, um, you know, she was, I'm the first one to be born in America in my family. And mm -hmm. um, everybody else lived in China. My mother was a product where she carried my sister on her back during World War II when the Japanese invaded oh, China. Wow. Wow. And, and yeah, I mean, I will never experience and hopefully never will, but you know, that hope nobody had to ever experience that type of, of thing again, you know? And uh, she was to the point that she had the nightmare that they were going to kill her every night. She had that nightmare until the day she died. Oh my God. 
she used to cry in her sleep and I didn't know when I was little what that crying was about right and it was only as I started getting older I said ma I caught you again why why are you crying tears are streaming down her face in her sleep and then she wake up and she goes what what are you talking about I said your, your tears she goes must be my nightmare I said what nightmare are you having I don't understand this and that's when she told me and I said oh my god so now I have kids right and now he's yeah. in his 30s but at the time he was like in his teens and going into 20s and he remembers my mother having nightmares wow so that's how it affected my my mother it invaded the village it was her turn to cook for these people wow and my mother knew she goes they're gonna they're gonna kill me if i bring the food to them i know it's my turn and they're gonna kill me mm. They'll rape me and they will do whatever it was. So she took all the money she had. She begged her neighbors. So somebody to take the food down. She goes, I'll give you anything and everything I own. And that's what she did to save herself. Wow. wow. And she was abused by my father. who was always screaming, um, you know, always screaming at her, um, thinking it was China. You know, if you see those movies, those early days, that's why, you know, to erase history, to see how far we've come yeah. is very mm -hmm. important. So, you know, he used to, he used to, you know, beat my mother and I used to see this. I was, I, you know, uh, women and girls were, were nothing. It was only towards yeah. the end, maybe about when my father finally accepted me, maybe in the six months of his life, you know, of his life, mm. <laughs> you know, and I was already in my thirties. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it's, it wasn't an easy time, but I credit my mother for all that, um, the strength that if I get anything, it's because of her. That's fantastic. Wow. Well, she did a good job raising you. <laughs> well, thank you. She gave me, I, she had more chutzpah, as they would say, than I did. Yes. You know, she, she can go wow. out. Like, Don't be afraid. You you can speak yeah. English. You know how to talk. Go for it. Well, don't sell yourself short because, like I said, there's not many people who are out there holding their own with all these rich and powerful rock stars, let alone yeah. a 23 year old woman. I mean, very very impressive. Well, thank you're, you. Yeah, I mean, you're you're quite a figure in the in the Beatles world, honestly. You have to know, I really never thought of it like that. I never thought people even knew who I was, you know? So, and, and I'm not saying that just for, to get compliments. It's true. I never really thought of that. And somebody yeah. would say, you know that we all know who you are. I said, you do? do I, <laughs> I've had people actually look at me and say, you know, you remind me of, of this, you look like Yoko Ono. And I go, oh, oh okay, no, thank no, you. So, way. That, no So way. I've had that happen to me many times. Wow. Many oh. times. So that's why I'm sitting here going, okay. Wow. <laughs> I know. Well, we we love you and value you. Thank you sure. for recognizing me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. May, do you remember uh, the story about John and Paul inviting David Bowie over? Yes, <laughs> this is one of my favorite stories. You mean David invited what had happened? You're talking about we went over to visit him. Is that what happened? Right? I, so I, I seem to remember is in later 1974 
where Paul says, let's invite David over. And he comes over, I guess, to your apartment. And he brings along a copy of his new album, which had not been released. Oh, no, no. Yet. We went to his hotel. No, oh, okay. 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 Was that the Pierre? Um, could be the Pierre. Probably. Maybe. Because they all stayed in roughly in the same place. Either the Pierre, Sherry Netherlands, probably the Pierre. Um, or, you know, it was funny because, you know, David had called and said, oh, come on over. Okay, fine. And then, <laughs> um, then Paul and Linda called and we said, hey, we're going to be going over. They came over to our place. They used to just drop in. That's the difference. They didn't have to call. Right. We just see if we were home, just come in. So I and they, they said, oh, well, you know, David just called. He says he wants us over to his place. Oh, okay. So we, we go over the, you know, to the hotel. The four of you. And uh, yeah, the four of okay. us. We go in and and, uh, and it's funny because he puts on his record. John and I had already heard it. <laughs> <laughs> a number of times oh boy at another time yeah oh gosh and after he puts it on david just took off went somewhere else and left us in the room just the <laughs> four of us and he went off with you know uh into the other room disappeared and we're listening and listening and you know we're talking amongst ourselves and comes back out he goes oh what do you think you know paul being polite you know he says oh david it's it's great it's great you know you know, let me play it you again. Have anything you else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. So he said, <laughs> so you know, Paul, being very polite, said, "Is there other things that you're listening to?" Mm. Ignored it, turned around, walked away, and that record still continued to play. Mm. And that was another few times over. So, after I don't know how long, the four of us standing around like idiots, <laughs> David comes back out. And we're still going, and he goes, oh, yeah, and John finally says, well, David, your record sounds great. Now, mind you, like I said, John and I heard it many times already. You'd heard it already. And he says, oh, you know, uh, David, it's it's great. Oh, uh, you know, hey, listen, what are you up to? What are you listening to? You know, something else, you know. We've already heard this record like <laughs> 10 times over here. So, you know, so he goes, and I saw David make a little you know and somebody's like a little hurt look you know he goes uh -huh. you could you could check over there you know in this box so we all run over to see what other record you know is in there he leaves the room again <laughs> and so I'm standing there watching this and I and I go John he goes what I said come over here so he goes what I said I think you hurt his feelings he says, what do you mean hurt his feelings? He said, I said exactly the same thing as Paul. I said, I know, but I think you hurt his feelings. Mm. So just at that moment, Paul and Linda comes over and he goes, what's going on? He goes, May thinks I hurt his feelings. <laughs> and I, I said, listen. He goes, oh, and they're both saying, everyone's saying to me, oh, no, 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 that's just the way David is. I said, okay. I'm just saying what my observations are, you know. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So. After a while, David comes back out again. And then we say, okay, let's call it a night. That's how much time we spent with him. I think we spent five minutes with him. That would have been, oh. that, that whole night was maybe five minutes with him. That is so funny. funny. Wow. Yeah, because he left us. Every time he put the record on, he left. That's so. weird. Do you think he just got nervous or? Oh, I'm sure he was. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was. He was definitely nervous around, especially John and, you know, whatever. So I said, this is, this is weird. 
so now we so then we as so as we departed and we left and we um got back to to our you know to our apartment i hear the phone ringing i run upstairs and i grab the phone and i said oh hi david and uh <laughs> and I, I look at john and i said it's david you know whispering it's david and he goes he goes oh hi david yeah and they talked he goes ah oh, i i really didn't mean it like that you know oh you know, i said and after he hung up he goes oh god i said what I heard his feelings. Oh, yeah, oh geez. Right. <laughs> what did I say? He goes, you know, he was on the brink of tears. I said, oh, oh no. So I'm yeah. So now it was all of a sudden it was like, he goes, I don't get it. I said, I said exactly the same thing as Paul. And I said, I know. But for some reason, your words mattered a lot heavier to him. Right. Mm. And he just and shook his head. And then in the in the book you said um, you you asked John are you going to tell Paul about it and he was like oh, Paul wouldn't understand you know yeah he just he, look at John didn't get it either I was the yeah. only one he's right. like how am I going to explain this <laughs> how do you explain this that, you know all any of them asked and and that was which was true was we heard this record and we didn't say that we'd heard your record ten times over but just <laughs> right. that. But just say, hey, what else are you listening to? Right, the most diplomatic And then, and then he possible. left the room. And then he just left the room to us. And, you know, we just sort of stood around going, okay. He didn't hang around to, to talk to us either. Yeah. So how do you explain that? So, you know, after a while, you just can't explain it. So, right, right, right. I mean, John yeah. didn't get it either. And I was the only one. And they all thought I was the one crazy. <laughs> Listen, if David didn't call, he wouldn't have believed it. Right. John wouldn't have thought anything of it either. So he would have thought I was the one off the, the deep end. <laughs> so I was always more of an observer to all of this stuff that was going on yeah. than when I would see this. And I just take it all in. Yeah. Right. So you saw things that, you know, the major players didn't notice. No, they didn't. Did Paul ever come over without Linda? No, did you, did you it was always yeah. with Linda. Okay, and did they bring their kids? Sometimes? I mean, they. Uh, no, I we only did it once in uh, Malibu when we were out in California. That yeah. was the only time. Yeah, and it was it was it was really funny. I mean, you know, to have the kids there, I was just thinking all the different <laughs> all the different things. Uh, you know, when Paul was out in the out in the West Coast, and you know they came to visit us. Uh, I remember he was playing piano and I, I believe it was Mary and he's playing the piano and, and she goes, dad. And he goes, yes, Mary. Goes, Are you some kind of pop star or something? <laughs> As he's playing. And I just laughed. I just cracked up laughing, you know, out of the, yeah, out of the mouths of babes. As you yes. Know. Great. Do you have good memories of California? Do you do you have better memories of your time in New York? I know you weren't out in California for terribly long. Well, you know, people don't realize we actually kept coming back and forth yeah. in between that. Nobody realized we flew in and out of uh, LA a lot. 
Yeah. Um, but it seems as though uh, any crazy period was when we were in LA. And um, we did on and off for about six months there. Yeah. But we definitely had good times. There were good times, but I think the, the best times were probably, um, wow, you know, I would say uh, New York. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat New York. Come on. <laughs> no, I mean, this is my, this is my hometown. It's home. It's home. Yeah. This is where it's home. This is where we called home. We didn't think LA as home. We loved it as a vacation spot. And that was yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, it's lovely talking to you, ladies. Uh, uh, thank I want you. to hear from you. I want I want you to know I want to hear from you both after you see the movie. Oh, you oh, will. Yes. <laughs> Most definitely. I We're... want to hear what you say. And by the way, you're welcome I'm back on the show for... anytime. <laughs> well, I want you to see the movie. I, will. I want you to go and tell everybody about it because it's a one-day uh, event at on the 13th. Mm -hmm. Unless you were up in New York actually is five days or seven days they're, oh, nice. they're doing it a week at the angelica in new york yay um, yeah oh, that's and gonna I be get, fun are you gonna be there is it gonna be like a a whole thing i'm in la for the 13th for the actual event all across the country okay but um on the 19th of april while it's still playing at the angelica in new york i'll be there if anybody's in i'm doing a q a on that day oh nice on the 19th on the 19th okay if anybody wants to see the movie that day, I will at the evening uh, after the screening of the evening show, I will be doing a Q and A. Oh, that's great! And also, uh, I'm also doing my. You know, I we talked about the uh, photo exhibition tour. Yes. And uh, so I'm after New York, which is April eighth and 9th at the City Winery. I fly out to L.A. and uh, watch it with everybody else, my my team. And uh -huh. then from there, I will fly out and come to Philly, which will uh, is the next stop for the photo uh, exhibition. And that will be uh, the 15th and 16th in Philly at City, at City Winery as well. Excellent. Okay. Very cool. Now, no, don't worry. I'm, I'm coming to all you guys. It's, we're just <laughs> working our way around. I'm so happy for you that this is coming out. You know, something told from your perspective that you know, will probably reach more people or at least, you know, more impactfully than in books. Like we love your books, but they're, you know, they're hard to get a hold of. And so Can't I, make I people hope read. that <laughs> you cannot... I think, I think it's, yeah, I think in today's age, yes, everybody yes. would yes. see things as opposed to reading it, you know, well, and, and seeing is believing. So That's I true. hope that this will put a lot of I don't of know these days when to... you see something. Oh, <laughs> well, good true. point. Good point. <laughs> but we believe it because we see it. We know it. Anybody that's who right. has a, a right mind. That's as, right. You know, that's that right. We see it. And we believe you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank I you, I enjoy May. talking, but I definitely want to hear from you guys. Oh, you will believe that. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. Bye-bye. Thanks, May. Bye. <laughs> yeah, we got some three-part harmony there. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Another Kind of Mind. U.S. listeners, make sure you buy your tickets for The Lost Weekend, A Love Story, in a theater near you on April 13th. 
New Yorkers, you get a week. April 13th through 20th at the Angelica Theater on Houston. Don't forget, May Peng will be doing a Q&A after the evening show at the Angelica on April 19th. So make it if you can and tell her ACOM sent you. Also, May's photo exhibit tour is happening this month, April 8th and 9th at City Winery in New York and April 15th and 16th at City Winery in Philly. We are so excited to see the film on April 13th and give May our feedback as requested. Hopefully she'll be able to talk to us again soon. And we can ask her all the things we didn't get to ask her in our first conversation. Oh, yeah. So make sure you tell May how wonderful she is, how much you loved her movie, and how much you'd like her to come back on ACOM. Mm-hmm. And after you see the movie, send us your questions for May. I mean, I can't believe the cost of one one drink these days. Yeah. Like, oh, oh God. Yes. Especially in the city. Yeah, forget it. Yeah. 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 So I'm not, I'm not, I, I could drink a glass of wine and I'm fine. I nursed that glass of wine for like hours. <laughs> the entire evening. Yeah. Not even, you know. So it's, it's, I think my, my minimum, my maximum on a day uh, is probably two. I've, I've managed to drink um, a gin and tonic these days as well, but it's different. Each drink is a little different. Wine gets you, gives you a buzz quicker than I would get on a, yeah. on a gin and tonic. I agree. You know. And it feels really? more like a, like a real, like a meal almost. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's I, that's where I, I rather have my friends. Let's have a bottle of wine that could, we can nurse it for hours, as it were. But let's all have the the tortilla chips and the avocado dips and uh, yeah, and the uh, you know, crab cakes and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I know you're a foodie, oh, so May. Yeah. <laughs> seen all your Instagram foodie posts. <laughs> can we hold for a second? Someone obviously had to yeah. call me. Sure, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm on an interview. Can I call you back? Okay, bye. <laughs> they don't know that I'm actually on the phone. They, or, or, <laughs> <you know. laughs>